Hello, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that promised us a beauty, but instead we got a beast. This is level 201, so I will annoy Nate and call this uh, Achievement Hunting 201 just for today. It's It's like when you make it up to your sophomore year in college, right? I mean, yeah, that's but we're not touching any of that. There's no branding changes. No branding changes. <laughs> well, we got promoted. We got rid of some uh, dead weight. Oh, I mean, um, Kenny <laughs> is taking a little break. Uh, so it looks like I am the only OG left. OG, of course, meaning original gamer. And with us this week, we have Michelle, a.k.a. Matriarch. Hello. We have Nate, a.k.a. Kushmoose. Hello. And our special guest this week is one of our patrons, and we hope to have a patron with us every week or many weeks. Um, Today, we're picking someone from Florida. We figured we'd start with the worst so we can only get better as we go. This is Umple Beast. Hello there. I'm a a little offended about the (laughs) the Ford comment. Uh, that, That was the idea. But you be knowing that you know, the podcast views aren't ex- solely expressed right. by L. Uh, right, exactly. He's, he's speaking for himself, just so you know. Well, going on the positive side, here. Florida is the 50th best state, so I will say something nice about it. No, we, we love Florida. We love you. Uncle Beast, what's going on, man? What should we call you? Um, I mean, you can you can call me Jordan. That's my actual name. You can call me Uncle. You can call me All right. Full Gamertag, whatever is uh, most comfortable. Full gamer tag. That's that's a mouthful. <laughs> well, All right. What about? Well, actually, real quick before we make more bad jokes about what we should call you, um, I know you've mentioned in Discord before, but since you know you're here recording now, I don't know that you've had the chance to actually explain why your gamer tag is Uncle Beast. So, did you want to let us know how you came up with that one? Yeah, um, it was actually in the episode of uh, Gamer Tag um, Origin Stories. I think mine got read. Sure but, was. Um, it so sure I, did, but it's better if you tell it. <laughs> so I was in, like, right out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps. Um, and we played what we like to call rough touch football, um, which was just basically tackle football, no pads. And uh, one guy went for a pass, and I lowered my shoulder, and I, I hit him pretty good. He uh, he did a little bit of a flip. And and when you're enlisted, when you're in the military, everyone called, just calls you by your last name. So, like, I was just called Umblebee. Like, that was just the way you addressed each other. And then I guess it just flew off the tongue. Someone called me Uncle Beast, and I'm like, "That's the one. That's my uh, that's my gamer tag." It's not one where you ever had to worry about being Uncle Beast hashtag four seven two three. I never was a uh, a five six two or uh, having to put like the my birth year at the end of it. Very cool. Well, what I want to know, and our listeners definitely want to know, is how you got into achievement hunting and the Xbox community. Uh, that was also when I was enlisted. Um, I think I started, mm-hmm. I think this tag I've had since 2014, I want to say, is the year that I, I started. I didn't really, like, get into achievement hunting until, like, later 2015, 2016. Not, wow. not uh, like, the level that I'm doing now. But, uh, and I don't know, it was just, I found myself going out and spending too much money on the weekends. So the big thing was, like, I wanted to be able to, like, stay home, like, doing something to keep me grounded. Um... And I just, I went out, bought an Xbox, and just started playing. And I think, um, it's my earliest gaming memory when I was a kid. 
um, my dad was really into Nintendo consoles. So when I was a, a young, young kid, I was like six, uh, we, me and him together completed uh, Super Mario 64. And that's like my earliest nice. like gaming memory. So like, I think like the completion side of it and like going through and like doing everything, I think that just kind of carried over into Xbox and uh, achievement hunting. But uh, I don't know. I just uh, I enjoy it. It keeps me busy. All right, so what kind of achievement hunter would you say you are? Uh, completionist or casual? Uh, I would say certainly uh, say, play all the uh, easy stuff. Not a completionist, seeing as my um, I'm mm-hmm. just below fifty percent <laughs> right now, and I'm still have not recovered okay. from my bean dive from last year. I, I would say I'm more like well, a bean dive can skew things. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I would say I'm more casual. Um, like, I'll find a game that I really enjoy, and I'll be really, really, really into it for, like, two or three weeks, and then I just set it off to the side, and I find a new shiny, and I go play that, and it's a perpetual, like, bully scholarship edition. I think that took me, like, four years to, like, actually go back and, like, finish. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I, I think I need to space it out a little bit. I don't want to, like, burn myself out. I don't want to, like, not, the whole point is having fun. That's, at the end of the day, That this is a hobby, this is what I do for fun. So I don't want to like go through and like burn myself out hard like that. All right. We have our first usage of the F word here from Umple Beast. Very nice. <laughs> yes, of course. Achievement hunting is supposed to be fun and there's no wrong way to do it unless you uh, don't have all DLC settings. And that's it. All right. Welcome aboard Umple. Uh, we have our question of the week brought to us by Mr. Vulgar Latin. Thank you very much. Uh, he <laughs> he writes, oh, oh, anywho, this week I wanted to celebrate our 200th episode with a themed question that I should have asked last week. That's okay. What's the best 200-point game on Xbox? Be sure to tag at podcasts, and we might read your answer in the next podcast. Well, we had probably one of our most, uh, one of our best responses. We had 12 or 13 patrons write in, so this is going to be awesome. I was excited to answer this, uh, so I'll go first. Uh, Vulgar Latin said, I'll give a shout to the Magic the Gathering games, Duels 2012, 13, and 14. I don't think Duels is 200, but that's okay. I'll give my top spot to Bastion. Oh, I forgot to talk like this. Yeah, Bastion Booger. Yeah. Well, Bastion, uh, Bastion, of course, is going to come up from a lot of people. Has anyone not played Bastion? I have actually never played ba- uh, Bastion. All right. Ooh. I guess that's so what happens a- when you get. <laughs> You get into we need a <laughs> yeah, we need a new checklist we need? question. Uh yeah. Alright, everyone's gotta write down games they gotta play now. Yeah, yeah. So there's gotta be yeah. Bastion. We need, we need KT Echo to go through all the episodes again That's true. and yep. and come up with the list of games that the panel deems essential so that the next time we have a guest on we can give them the list before they join so we don't shout out their poor gaming behavior. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Bastion was an old Xbox Live Arcade title. I don't there think it's necessary to put old one. in front of Xbox Live Arcade uh, games. Original, original. <laughs> yeah. Older. <laughs> uh, there has been an Xbox One stack. And this game, I remember the thing that, that brought this game to prominence in my mind was the narrator. You start off in this narrator with this real cool deep voice is, is telling you everything that's going on and it was just fascinating uh the other great thing about bastion is the soundtrack i love it 
Yeah, I don't know if, it's, if it stands the, the test of time now. I remember one of the complaints I had about it is that each level you find a new weapon. And like even in the last level of the game, you find a new weapon. Just You don't get a chance to, to play with all your toys enough. That was my one complaint, but I remember it being really, really fun. Go ahead, Michelle. That's, I just wanted to also uh, accentuate the point with the narrator that what was cool about the narrator wasn't just his narrations, but that they were context sensitive. So you would fall and the narrator would dynamically say like, and then the kid fell down the or whatever it was. Like, I don't remember because it's been a little while, but that's what yeah. was so cool about it is you felt like whatever you were doing, it was like the narrator was narrating your personal gaming experience while playing Bastion. Exactly, yes. And uh, the people that made Bastion, uh, Supergiant, went on to make Hades. So right away when I played Hades, the music sounded familiar. And it's by the same same people, just a different, more uh, roguelite and less RPG that Bastion was, action RPG. Nate, have any thoughts on Bastion? I think it's great. Yeah, I was going to say it's, you know, when you were saying it's the narrator, I was like, well, it's a combination for me of the music and the narrator. And then you, you got there right after that. So uh, so I had no comment based on that. And then, yeah, uh, you can tell the DNA if you've played Bastion or the remaster and uh, and then you go play Hades. It's super evident that like the same developer made it. There's almost, exactly. there's almost the narrator in Hades, but it's, you know, um, he, it's, it's him kind of talking, uh, like he'll say stuff, you know, based on where you are or stuff like that. And it kind of brings back echoes of the, uh, of the narrator, but yeah, no, it's a fantastic game. Uh, and when it's on sale, I definitely suggest you check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yes, the magic, the gathering games were, very fun as well. I enjoyed all of those games. A uh, little later uh, in the day, Volker changed his answer after learning about the games with gold that we'll talk about later. He said, I uh, also forgot Super Meat Boy. I lied about Bastion. <laughs> Super Meat Boy <laughs> is the true best 200-pointer. <laughs> now, that one is going to be polarizing probably because, I mean, for me... I like what Super Meat Boy does aesthetically, and it's very clever, but it's just too darn hard and frustrating for me. I'd like to think I'm decent at platformers, but I clearly am not. So that game just ruffles my feathers. I do respect the creativity, putting uh, SMB, so immediately think of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, so, and then, then uh, the opening cutscene is Street Fighter, and just all kinds of cool stuff in that game. It's just not for me. Well, I think as a game of that genre, right? This is uh, Elroy's favorite, the Platt failure, uh, which really needs to be a real genre. Um, as a game in that mm. genre, it is what they generally should aspire to be. Because you're right when you're talking about the level design or like the game is clever and that includes the level design, but it controls very well. And that's where games of this nature fail frequently is the controls are a little floaty or they're hard to, to grasp. When you fail at Super Meat, Ball, uh, Super Meat Boy, it is your fault. It's not the game's fault. Nothing lagged. <laughs> it's just you made a mistake. You made an input error. And that is why it feels so rewarding when you get through a level because it's like you just finally hit all those triggers right. So I I uh, would not put this put Super Meat Boy in like my 
top, top games either, but I really enjoyed it, and I totally understand why somebody would. Jordan, have you played Super Meat Boy? Uh, that one I have played. I was not very good at it, but I have played it. Does that count? <laughs> sure. That's probably not too uncommon of an answer. Any other thoughts on it? Hey, the last time I played that was... I mean, that's been like six years. How old was that game? I played that when it first came out. That was like the last time I played <laughs> that game. My uh, my memories of it are quite hazy. Super it's Meat Boy. It's pretty came old. Uh, it came out in 2010. So it's 12 years old. Wow. Oof. Almost. Well... It is backwards compatible and will be very easy to play very soon <laughs> if you have not. KT Echo said, I was just writing a long dissertation on my bastion is the correct answer. But Volger just mentioned that, so I'll just say Portal. All right. Portal is great. Uh, the one thing it, it, it has uh, not going for it is that it's, it's just a, a port. There's a lot of games that I think of that are ports. I don't know if it's fair to mention them or not, but... Yeah, there was a standalone Portal title that came out after Portal for the Orange Box. And it did make me go through it again. It's called Portal Still Alive, I believe. And I don't remember too many bells and whistles that they added. Maybe some more challenge stages, but it gave me a reason to play Portal again. So that that's great. All right. Freaky Rose says, there's so many I have fond memories of from before, before achievement hunting. Wow, what's that? B-A-H. Zuma, hard game. Braid, One Heart Achievement, Geometry Wars, Hard Game, and Limbo, One Heart Achievement. <laughs> My personal favorite, though, has to be Bastion. I just enjoyed the game, and it was before I was really into achievement hunting. Eventually, I went back and completed it on the 360. Wow, more Bastion love. That's awesome. Oh. All right, Uncle, you have to uh, play it and, and also give us a dissertation on it. Okay? I will write you a full... A full college paper, <laughs> double space. It'll be all the cover letter on it. And everything. <laughs> Citations, all that good stuff. Would you also like me to I video like it. record like it, it? So, like, I, you have like a little audio book. So. Yeah, streaming, <laughs> streaming. <laughs> uh, Zuma. Oh man, I have nightmares about that. That's a game where you shoot colored balls and there's a frog's mouth and. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy things in that game. Also a game I've never Artist played. List. All right. Or a game you have played. Add it to the list. <laughs> I remember playing Zuma on, like, I don't know, Yahoo in a, in the browser or something like that, well before having an Xbox. And it was weird to me, this concept that you could play it and get achievements for the Xbox once I uh, got one. Uh, but I guess that was one of those tells where early on I knew kind of how my gaming would go with relation to achievements in some way because i remember even early looking at the achievements and going oh oh no 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 i'm good and so i've never played it uh for xbox purposes but i definitely played a lot of it or did i i see now i'm confused no there was that other zuma game that came out there was some kind of like zuma zuma's revenge like a second one um that was also an xbox live arcade game but it was a 400 pointer um that was good except for disqualified the Iron mode which was quite hard. Yes, it was. And Mental Knight said, can't beat Limbo. It's perfectly made. You were right. I cannot beat Limbo. Oh, I know what you mean. It's hard. Yeah, Limbo is great, but the one thing I don't... I don't know if I love the whole trial and error, uh, or as Nava called it, the Limbo genre. 
Limbo-esque? I don't know. Like when you play Limbo, do you figure out what you have to do right away or you figure out what not to do? Don't do that. Uh, honorable mentions, Portal and uh, Symphony of the Night. Another great one. A port of a PlayStation 1 game, uh, which I believe uh, was the first Xbox Live Arcade title to be allowed to go over the cap that used to be implemented. That was maybe 50 or 100 megs. I forget exactly, but it was the first, it was the longest download at the time. Mm-hmm. Mental goes on to say, sorry for the boring answer, but the best games are popular. <laughs> Thank you, Mental. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, the other thing that I miss from the Xbox Live Arcade days were the demos. You could download a demo of all of the games and see if you like it. And most of them would be play the first level or they would be time gated, but you would definitely be able to get a sense of whether or not you liked it. The one now, sneaky thing they used to do was put an easy achievement in the beginning of all of these games. And then you would do whatever you had to do and it would say, oh, you would have gotten an achievement. Buy this game now and the achievement will pop. And definitely got me to buy it a couple times. What's up, Em? Was there a point early on that some of those games actually did unlock achievements on your profile? Not the sort of, hey, you would have earned one. Because I remember it was like, I don't really remember exact. Oh, no, that's not what it was. Although that may have been the case. I remember there was a big thing with with the um, demos because it would put the game effectively on your tag, but you'd have zero out of 12 since most Xbox Live Arcade games carry 12 achievements. And it was like a thing when Xbox updated to allow you to remove zero gamer score games from your history because people just had long stretches of zeros from games they demoed. That is correct. Yes, they eventually gave you the capability to delete them off of your, uh, what would you even call that? Just when you scroll down your list of games. I would say your history, but maybe there's another word for it. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, So a lot of great games have already been answered. Um, The first game I think of is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1989, which, of course, is a port, but I just love it. And I loved being able to play four players online with people on the 360 arcade. It's like it was a revelation at the time. And there was this noise that would pop on some of those early games, mostly the Konami games. You would get the achievement and you would hear do 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 bing. Be a great feeling on top of the achievement noise. And the other one I think of, of course, is my first ever completion, Street Fighter 2. Also a port. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just just wonderful, wonderful memories. I love this question. Thank you, Volger. I'm just getting getting goosebumps thinking about these old classics. And of course there was a summer of uh arcade and all this fun stuff that we had. But I have talked long enough. Uncle Beast, let's go to you. All right. Uh, you, can, I, uh, you can read some patron responses, start off with your own, whatever you want to do. I'll start off with uh, Haizo. He says, uh, Costume Quest is my number one. It took a common genre and put an interesting twist on it with the story. Fighting everything from monsters to kids in costumes, finding new costumes that gave you new power. It was great. Uh, Candy Corn may have had nothing to prove, but this game did, and it succeeded. I've also never played that game. I'm starting to uh, see a trend here, apparently. Now, wait, when when did you start playing Xbox exactly? Like, what what was your, like, 
time-wise? When was your entry so point? I was a Nintendo kid, and, like, I was early on in, like, PS2, and, like, early, early PS3. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, get, I didn't, like, have my own Xbox until, like, 2014. So I'm, I, I'm, okay. there's a lot of, uh. That explains yeah, a lot of it. there's a lot of stuff I've missed. I, I, I dived Costume Quest 2, does that count? <laughs> well, it's, it's very functionally similar, for sure. But it, it is interesting as we talk about these 200-point games, which many are available through backwards compatibility, and many have been made available through Games with Gold, and are available on Game Pass. Because they're 200-pointers, people tend to kind of ignore them a little bit, especially within our community. And so there's this whole sort of generation of gamers coming up now that really started with the Xbox One or the Series S, Series X, that really will not play a lot of these. And that just seems to be kind of where you're fitting to, where... It's just there's so much other stuff to play, and you weren't playing actively at that time. I'm not like opposed to the two. I'm not. I'm not a Elroy. I'm not no. an anti 200 pointers. Um, <laughs> I'll play them. Thank goodness for that. I, I have a couple. I have a few uh, completed 200 pointers. I'll go back and I'll, I'm working on. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ooh, uh, feed, you know feed frenzy. Is that what it is? Um, oh, yeah. good working goodness. on that one right now. Um, I have. A, I have a few completions. Feed frenzy. Um, <laughs> but it's more so like for me, it's like whatever I have that takes up the most space or a lot of space. And it's something I could just get done with and just get off my, my hard drive is what I would prefer to do. I have to like be in the mood that makes for like more of like the arcadey kind of feel, I guess. Yeah. Through backwards compatibility, they're just so great and easy because you don't have to wait for your 360 to load up. And sometimes you might load up one of these games and it's the things you're playing the trial. <laughs> a lot of these things. I might be the only one happen. here. My 360 is like still like, I still use my 360. I'll still use it. I'm not opposed. It's to, not super slow. Not opposed to doing it, but all right. Uh, cre- I'll use it too. It's just slow. Uh, Creature backwards says if we're going pure 200 <laughs> points, I'm going with Boom Boom Rocket. Uh, I enjoy classical music, so adding a modern dimension to it uh, was an added bonus. But the colorfulness of it and the level of challenge it offered was perfect. Um, if I'm allowed to have DLC included, the Marble Blast Ultra just pips uh, Boom Boom Rocket to take it. I've never had so much fun being challenged in a platforming game. It's a shame both have been delisted as they're truly phenomenal games. You had to take a wild shot in the dark if I played either of these. What would be your guess? <laughs> Marble uh... Blast Ultra has been delisted for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> uh, Boom Boom Rocket, you can at least still access through one of those um, like collection games oh okay yes so like xbox live arcade greatest hits or i don't remember exactly what they were called and x and l is looking it up but there's a a collection with a few of them so that's still accessible at least marble blast ultra was like that was one of the earlier games i played too and it was so much fun like just there and there's really nothing that's come along since nate did you happen to play that one back in the Uh, day which one the marble marble blast ultra yeah not on xbox i don't think i definitely played it on uh nes <laughs> oh uh, come on now yeah i mean that, that's the, the only madness. one i remember playing yeah marble madness is what i remember so i don't i don't think i played this other thing that's okay uh, it was so good it it's hard to even explain there was a, another game on pc that was very similar where it's it's sort of it was sort of had almost some physics puzzler elements because based on the type of marble it was it would move differently but and there was a multiplayer mode as i recall it was it was so much fun but at this point it was i don't know probably 14 years ago that the game came out 
So I don't remember that much, and it's been delisted for a long time. So it's just not one that people can go back to, unfortunately. Good shout to include that one, though. Uh, and this is my uh, my favorite one I've seen so far is uh, Carpe Adam says Braid. Duh. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so Braid was one of those critical darlings. It had this rewinding time mechanic. Definitely didn't play like a typical platformer that it initially looks like. I don't know. It was, it was very well received and, and a little bit slow paced for my liking. I liked Braid. I think the story in it was interesting because you didn't necessarily expect there even to be a story, really. Like, a lot of puzzle games kind of have a story that's framing why you're playing these puzzles. They don't really matter. And this one had more depth to it in terms of what was going on. But it it almost felt at times, like, and it's not really a complaint, but it's sort of similar to Limbo where it felt so heady because it didn't you had to kind of interpret what the story was telling you. Uh, but that that was a, a plus for it. And I think that's why it resonates so much with people, because there's that sort of moment of realization as you're playing through it, where you're like, oh, that's what's happening. Uh, I know you played Braid, L because you're just talking about feeling like it was slow. Did you complete the, not the achievements, because I know there's that one speedrun one that's a pain in the neck, but did you complete the, the, ma- the, other, the worlds and see the story through to the end? I, I think so. That says a lot. Maybe not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's, uh, I think that's part of why, uh, again, hmm. why it was held in such <laughs> such high regard. Because it wasn't just about the puzzling, which was clever, but it was also about the, the story it was telling, too. And Looks how like the rewind I mechanic finished... actually played into it. Yeah. Looks like I finished World 6, but not the last level. I don't know how that happened, but I played through most of it. Can't even blame RTDL at that point. Wasn't Brave the game? Um, <laughs> wasn't a Brave the game nope. that like Soldier Boy streamed on like Twitch or something like that? He had like a full like yep. video like dissertation about the game. Well, I think he was cracking himself up just jumping off a cliff, right? I, I've never actually seen the like video. He, I just remember hearing about it. I th- I think the video I I saw a clip of the video. I didn't watch the whole thing, but like he would just jump off a cliff and then rewind time, and he thought that was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Uh, and so he just, I think he spent like half an hour laughing at that. Uh, there might have been some drugs involved. Maybe. I don't know. When you speculate like that, it's usually right. <laughs> so, uh, is that all the ones you were going to read there, Uncle Uncle? Well, I was going to read uh, the game that I think of um, is oh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies, like the original like Tower Defense. Oh, good nice choice. Um, Very nice. I do have that one completed. Um, I can never get the series completion because of uh, Garden Warfare 2. Just to bring that up for you, make you feel bad again. (laughs) I was uh, at the 11th hour trying to get that done. The worst person. Um, Could not get it done. But I don't know. Like, I remember just a bunch of, like, my friend, like, sitting on, like, they had, like, the mobile version of it, even. And just sitting there and just, like, just figuring out, like, doing, like, basically, like, trying to, like, speed run it. Like, see who can get, like, the end first. Um... I don't know, I've always kind of liked, like, the tower defense kind of stuff. It's very, like, pat. It's not, it doesn't require a lot of thinking. It's just dumb fun. But, like, that, like when I hear 200-pointer, that's, like, the very, very, very first game that comes to mind. What was great about Plants vs. Zombies was not just the main game, but there were so many cool minigames, too. The bowling? There was so many. I don't know, it was just really fun. 
My kids liked it. I even liked it. Good personality. Spawned comic books. Just a fascinating universe. Fascinating. And if you bring up Garden Warfare 2 again, I'm going to have you kicked out of here real quick. Hey, listen. When neither one of us can get the completion, we'll <laughs> suffer together, all right? The thing that pisses me off about that is that the servers are still up. <laughs> That's what makes no sense. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I just have to get this out of my system monthly. Plants vs. Zombies. Good pick. Koosh Moose. Dream says my favorite 200-pointer oh. <laughs> and top five favorite games of all time is Fez. I love the 3D, 2D perspective and puzzle solving. And yeah, that's what that game was. Chesno <laughs> says the Maw is the best 200G game. Uh, reason one, the Maw. Reason two, the Maw. Reason three, the Maw, 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 the Maw. <laughs> I think he might like that game. I like that game too, but uh, hmm. <laughs> It's a little crazy. My game that I'm going to say is probably surprising very few people. Mm -hmm. uh, Shadow Complex. That mm. game mm -hmm. was out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Uh, it's from Chair Entertainment, who then went on to do really other cool things, like groundbreaking stuff on iOS. Um, and never to return... Aside from a remaster of Shadow Complex, which is okay, I'll take it. I wanted the Shadow Complex too, but remaster's okay. Um, and this game was just super cool. Uh, you're running from left to right. You're, du you're jump double jumping sometimes. Uh, you're backtracking. Uh, <laughs> you're doing all kinds of fun things. And uh, it's just you got this really kind of cool like 2D, 3D thing going on as well, where you can, with your right stick, aim... Uh, into the background or in you know the foreground, and you're just constantly moving your gun around and shooting in ways that don't make sense um, for the game. Like it just, it just kind of blew my mind that they added this extra dimension and the way they did it. Uh, so it was super cool, and the game just had a ton of replayability for a 200 pointer. Uh, the fact that you can play through it multiple times, you you know you can increase it if you beat it and you get all these golden weapons. You can then use the golden weapons in your next run. It's just super cool. And um, at the time, it was uh, a breath of fresh air. I hadn't played a game like it in a long time. I'm avoiding using certain words because this is a great game. and I don't want anyone to think otherwise for other reasons. Uh, so Shadow Complex. Yeah. Shadow Complex has one of my favorite achievements of all time. And I know I've mentioned it before, but that sub 14% run achievement, I think it is, where the game basically acknowledges like we know there's a sequence break go find it. That was so much fun. Like I loved that achievement and going for it and getting it done. And the game is, is great overall anyway. Uh, and it was one where I played it when it first came out. And then I put the game down for a very long time and just never went back to it. And then when I finally went back to it, I played it pretty quickly because it's, it's great. It's so excellent choice. Kush. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed that no one else put it on their list. <laughs> I think it's the only reference <laughs> in any of these answers. So so what word were you trying to not say? <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh. No, no. Vitriol? Oh. Mm -hmm. No, no. I was going to say uh, 1499. <laughs> oh. All right, Michelle, your turn. All right. So I'm going to also go through and read some patron responses first. Wild West says, shout out to Iron Brigade and stacking, but I have to go X-Men Arcade. 
I played that a ton in arcades back in the day. It holds a special place in my heart. Uh, Iron Brigade, I actually never played that one, uh, but I've heard nothing but good things. Stacking, I've played, uh, and that was, uh, if I recall correctly, after Brutal Legend came out, Double Fine was sort of like, okay, that didn't work for us because even though people liked it, it wasn't like a big commercial success. So they they basically told their team to just like split up and we're going to make four small games and we're just we're going to do that and we're going to see how it goes. And I think they've replicated those. I think they're called Amnesia Fortnites, which is ironic that I can't remember that something called Amnesia Fortnite is called Amnesia Fortnite. But I think that's what they're called. Uh, anyway, uh. it's a two week <laughs> development cycle where they just come up with these smaller game concepts. And I believe from that first one, we got Iron Brigade stacking costume quest and either happy uh happy action theater or the cave i don't recall which so like that's amazing an amazing pedigree so double fine games the 200 pointers all excellent choices and x-men arcade is also like a lot i think there's a common thread about a lot of these games that got picked like l saying street fighter 2 or symphony of the night being mentioned where it was a chance to port some of these games we loved somewhere else onto something we could play at home and with achievements. So that's awesome. Northern Last says, "Oh, my personal favorite is Hexic HD, even though I haven't completed it. It is the first Xbox game I played and immediately bought an Xbox 360 so I could play it at home. It is a game I still go back to and play every so often. Uh, and it was free, right? So even better. Um, yeah, this game, everyone has this on their tag. About. Well, I don't know that Umple has it on his tag. Uh, it, it's another one of those. Like I have Hexic, you, you see where you kind of came I have in. Hexic two, I think. I don't have a Hexic HD. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think this might be like the number one game on TA. Maybe it's got almost four hundred thousand starters. I don't know if that's still true. I'm curious if it is. So I'm going to look it up real quick while I'm talking. Uh, gamers. No, I did it right now. <laughs> hey, oh. uh, Hexic is not Hexic's like not in the top ten now. Oh, so, never mind. Yeah, but it was but at a time. Is it the, is it the first two hundred pointer? Uh, yes, that that it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, insofar as Xbox Live Arcade games go, it is the first two hundred pointer, and uh, or it is the number one game, and it is tracked by almost four hundred thousand people. So it's it that is not a small number. Uh, then let's go on here to Chewy. Chewie says, great question, but tough to answer, which I think we've all acknowledged. I really loved what XBLA offered, and it nurtured my love of indie games, which is carried over to ID at Xbox these days, though I think I preferred the more curated marketplace. And before I go on, I have to say I agree with you, Chewie. I love seeing all these indie games that are coming out. It is amazing. But there was something about not having 20 of them come out every week that made them shine more. It was easier to discover the, the diamonds because you didn't have so much noise. But that aside... Chewie says he'll go with The Secret of Monkey Island. I love the game already as a fun and funny point and click, but doing it all again with achievements was a great bonus. The remaster was brilliant with the ability to swap between old and new seamlessly, and I'm pleased I was able to play the sequel too because I never had before. The only black mark against it is that damned speedrun achievement, but even that isn't enough to take away from it. And we know Chewie just hates speedrun achievements in these games anyway, and he's not wrong, so... Those games were great. I actually experienced mm. them for the first time on XBLA. So that was cool because I I knew the sort of uh, – I knew about the insult 
fighting because that somehow was something I knew, but I'd never played the game. So I was grateful it was on Xbox Live Arcade as well to get to experience that. Uh, Lego Head, then I think is the last one I'm reading, says a lot of obvious great ones have been mentioned like Limbo, Fez, and Portal. I like a couple because they are remakes of games I enjoyed in the past. Like, I think that's Sensible World of Soccer, SWOS. I should have probably looked yep. at that first. And Perfect Dark. And they remind me of good times I had when those games with those games when I was a lad. Then there are a few that I really enjoy that are new to me on Xbox. Dungeon Defenders is hard as hell, and I still haven't finished it after what seems like a billion hours, but I do return every now and again and enjoy every moment. Rayman 3 HD was very enjoyable, was a very enjoyable game that has a crazy ratio for some reason, and Gotham City Imposters was probably my first online multiplayer game I really enjoyed, opening my eyes to a game type that I still don't go crazy for, but I will certainly now consider. Who knows, if it weren't for Gotham City Imposters, would I have even played Titanfall or PVC Garden Warfare? Sorry to bring it up again. So yeah, <laughs> there is, I think something we, we're hitting on here too, is that Xbox Live Arcade had a really... A wider variety of games than you may think, especially since they were in, like as Elle was alluding to before, the early ones had that that restriction on the size. And that was bumped up a couple times before that wasn't really a thing anymore. So they did have to work in a smaller game space and still produced all these awesome things. So all of that said, there are lots of really great answers that were provided to us. And thank you all for doing that. For myself, uh, I initially wanted to say Luminez because it was my first completion. Um, but it's support and I want to try to think of something not a port. And then I was going to, you know, Castlevania also same thing. So I, I am going to go with Joe Danger. I love Joe Danger. I think those games are great. They're like trials games, but not realistic physics. It's more comic. Every, like anyone who's talked to me knows I love Joe Danger. So I'm not going to keep pressing on about it. And if not, like in, in addition to Joe Danger, N plus was also an Xbox Live Arcade game that I just absolutely adored, even though it was tough as nails but just spent so much time with both of those games hours and hours trying to get through things and the reward for finish finishing them is also something i still really remember like that feeling of getting that last achievement so those are my go-to xbla games all right very nice very nice yeah going back to x-men arcade that one was six players so it was even more people than turtles and uh, simpsons and Ah, uh, so many great games. Uh, yeah, uh, there's one that those... I'm surprised. There's one that some I'm surprised didn't show up. What's that? And it's a game that I dislike, but a lot of people like it. <laughs> and that is Castle Crashers. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, wouldn't you think that would show up? I think that's yeah. a 200 pointer. Yeah, I was kind of but, surprised uh, too that nobody even mentioned like Explosion Man or Miss Explosion Man because those were well-regarded like maybe not someone's favorite but those they were played by a bunch of people and most people who played them seem to enjoy them it just speaks to how many quality games were on the service all right i did find uh those two discs that we were talking about and there's might even be more than two discs now but one of them uh is the xbox live arcade compilation discs a uh, disc and it comes with sega superstars tennis which is how i got it in gamestop it was like a dollar or two and that one comes with Uno, Pac-Man Championship Edition, Luxor 2, Feeding Frenzy, and Boom Boom Rocket. So that's the one you were talking about. And then there's the other one called Xbox Live Arcade Unplugged Volume 1. 
that comes with Bejeweled 2, which is like a 200 plus hour game that's impossible to even get on your tag. Geometry Wars, which is another uh, big one that is too hard for me. Hardwood Backgammon, which I had the luxury of doing with uh, Ben L72. Outpost Coloki X, Texas Hold'em, and Wick and the Fable of Souls. Uh, the cool thing about both of those discs is if you plug uh, put them into your Xbox One, whatever games are backwards compatible, just automatically start downloading. It's very cool to see. And you will have access to a bunch of new games. There was another one of those discs that had uh, the, uh, Limbo, Trials HD, and Splosion Man. I remember that one. Yeah, no one said Trials either. Did Chip not answer yeah. this question? No, Chip, Papa. no one said Trials HD. A lot of great games. All right. Nate, Umpel, have anything to add? It's just uh, a lot of games that I, I've never played, and I think I have to add to my uh, to my list if I can uh, access them. There you go. All right. We will head on to the games showcase. Oh, thank you, Volger, for the question. I enjoyed that trip down memory lane. Moving on to the game showcase. Uh, in true host of Achievement Hunting 101 fashion, I don't really have a, a game to talk about because I spent most of this week completing games that I had started. Shocking. I finished both Unpacking and Dodgeball Academia, which I talked about a week or two ago. And I once again implore you to try both of those games on Game Pass. Uh, Dodgeball Academia. Uh, when I talked about it, I had only finished a couple of chapters, and there are eight chapters. It's actually a little bit longer than I thought it was, considering you can... Uh, accessibilitize your way through it. Just throw on high damage and, and you will defeat every enemy pretty easily. Walkthrough is pretty well done and you'll have yourself a high ratio achievement where all the ones at the end are rare. Good times. And unpacking, once again, is, is a nice one to play with. The, you can get your kids to play that one with you. And overall is a good time. Uh, the new random to-do lists just dropped, so next week I will have a lot to talk about and annoy you all. It'll be fun times on our live podcast. Wow, next week. All right, Koosh, what are you going to be talking about today? Today, I'm going to talk about a really old game that you can only play on your 360. So, Ooh, wow, what? talk about yeah, talk about up-to-date current Ooh. information. Uh, so on my RTDL, I had... Fuse, and I had been meaning to play this game for the longest time. Fuse is one. by developer, famous Xbox developer, and only Xbox, Insomniac Games. Oh. Uh, yeah, wow. this makes me sad. Makes me sad uh, that we lost them. Uh, however, you can still play Fuse. Well, you can still play most of Fuse. Uh, they have gotten rid of the online. That went away in uh, June 1st of 2021, uh, which takes away one achievement. Uh, there's there's only one achievement you can't get because you really need online in order to play four player. Uh, now this game, uh, let me talk about the game a little bit first. Uh, it's a first person shooter. Uh, actually, no, it's a third person shooter. Sorry, it's over the shoulder, uh, and it uh, is a lot like Gears. Um, plays a lot like that. You're not this big uh, armored uh, goon, but uh, you do have four different players to choose from. Each player has a different weapon, a different fuse weapon that they pick up. Fuse is a fuel source, and you come to, uh, during the game, figure out where fuse comes from, sort of, 
and how people are using it. But in this game, you get these four unique weapons powered by fuse. One's a crossbow, one's a shield, one is a uh, makes black holes, and the other uh, turns people into like crystal shards. It crystallizes them, and you can then explode those shards. Um, so you don't get these weapons right away, but you get them pretty pretty early on. And the game, the guns get cooler as you level up. Nice thing about that is that uh, the levels uh, of the characters are tied to you, so they go with you. And when you uh, play the game a second time, or change modes, or go to their kind of like horde mode type game, uh, you, actually I don't know if it carries over horde mode. I haven't tried that one yet. But as you try different um, <clears throat> playthroughs of the main game. Uh, your level carries over. So the next time you go to play the game, you are still level 15 or whatever. Um, so that's very cool. Uh, it makes stacking the difficulties. Uh, I don't believe the difficulties do stack, but it makes playing them in sequence easier because, you know, when you go to play hard now, uh, after you've completed it on normal, you got like a level, I don't know, let's say 20 character or something like that. Uh, and it makes your starting easier. You're not starting from ground floor. You're able to build upon skill tree that you've been working on the whole time and get those weapons. Uh, the nice thing about this game is that you can switch between any of the characters as you're playing. So if you, uh, you know, you're, someone's up in your face, you switch to the guy with the shield. Uh, he can put the shield up. It'll catch bullets. If you let go, it'll flick them back. Uh, if you do his special move, he'll kind of like push the shield at people and it'll splatter them. Uh, very cool. If you know people are farther away, you can switch to the guy with the crossbow bolt. Um, or if, uh, there's someone who's pinned you down. You can switch to the spy character and you can become invisible, sneak around behind him and just murder him with a shotgun. Uh, so there's just lots of cool stuff that you can do in this game. Uh, it's a shame that it didn't really catch on. It's only got 15,000 starts um, and 685 completions. It's 20, 25 hours, but the game is really fun. If you want to play with somebody else, it does uh, local co-op two player uh, and it does the split screen uh, vertically. So you, you, you have like the left half of your screen to play and your friend has the second half of the screen to play. Um, which is in my opinion, a lot better than doing, you know, that split. So you're, you have a long top or long bottom of the screen. Uh, so it's actually not so bad. And if you don't have a friend that lives in your house or a, uh, age appropriate child, uh, you're going to have to do the two player stuff yourself. Uh, one of which is snapping someone's neck from behind at the same time. Maybe you don't want your eight-year-old to see that. Uh, so I had to do that. So I, I played both of those locally. Um, you also have to, for an achievement, play through uh, one level in co-op, but then you also have to play through all the levels in co-op. Uh, this game has six levels, and they are long. Um, so it's, it's not like a Gears game in that you have you know 20 or whatever levels. You have these six levels, but they are pretty lengthy. There are checkpoints, so once you hit a checkpoint, you can turn the game off, come back to it, and pick up right from that point. That's not so bad. But the game is fun. I mean, it, you can definitely see the Insomniac DNA. Um, they've got some cool weapons. Um, unfortunately, they don't have a ton of cool weapons. But um, I'm kind of sad that uh, I didn't play this game before the server shut down. Number one, they didn't really give notice for the server shutdown. It, just, it was in the dark of night. Uh, I guess the, the Sony people told them, hey, just cut it off. Uh, so it went away with no warning, so there was no way to get people together and knock out the four-player achievements. Um, you can still complete, like I said, every achievement except for this one, which is for getting uh, a synchro uh, kill, uh, so a silent kill for everybody at the same time, all four players. You can do the two-player um, silent kill by yourself. 
and you can play through the maps with a second controller. Uh, the nice thing is once you get fully leveled up, this game is doable solo with that second controller in. Um, the AI does an okay job of getting you back up. Sometimes it does a great job. Sometimes it, it you know, they're off doing whatever. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, it's a really fun game. And I, like I said, I'm really sad. I didn't get to play this and knock it out with other people that were interested in it. The achievements for the most part are progression based, but then there's some cool ones for uh, each person gets a unique kill um, achievement. So like killing four people at the same time with your fuse weapon. And so uh, the guy with the crossbow bolt has to uh, pin them to the wall. So you have to pin three, three, uh, pin three people to the wall in a short amount of time. Uh, and the other ones are kind of similar, like turn, you know, three or four people into shards and then, uh, have an explosive, uh, thing happen that kills all of them at the same time. Uh, it could be a grenade, could be something in the room, a barrel or something like that. But yeah, man, this is a really fun game. Uh, I'm really sad that they didn't give us the time to complete it. They didn't give us any heads up, but, uh, yeah. Have you guys played fuse or know anything about it? <laughs> I got to be honest. When I saw Fuse as the game you were going to speak you about, thought it was racing. No, I thought it was Fuser, Fuse. the oh. harmonics DJ game. So <laughs> I was like, I don't Surprise. really see Kush talking about this. So I clicked on and I was like, oh, he's not talking about this. Uh, but I honestly didn't realize Insomniac had developed another game mm-hmm. uh, for for Xbox. Like I, I honestly this one totally missed me and it sounds like something i would play a third person co-op yep. game and especially with that development pedigree yeah that is disappointing it's super disappointing yeah, we would play right? this. very upset and good on you for starting it uh despite the uh not being able to finish it well i mean when a lot I started, of people wouldn't do that oh beforehand I, f- I started it back in 2014 this was before i oh. cared about achievements so yeah <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't remember any kind of because like the game is by name at least is totally unfamiliar to me, and I don't remember any kind of uproar when the the server closed down. Because even when a game isn't tracked by a lot of people, people get upset about that because it's sort of the principle of it, right? Like you should be able to access all these achievements. Um, it's interesting how this flew that under, at least for me, it flew that under the radar. Apparently, this is. Um, I'm just looking through the news articles for Fuse. This was their first multi-platform title. Oh wow! Which is interesting. interesting. This was the beginning of the end. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I apparently wrote a news article about it. I wrote multiple news articles about it. Well, you know, <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, I recognize the cover art and all that, but. Never put it together. Would it surprise you if I said I've never even heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> but you have heard of Insomniac games, I'm right? Fam- yeah, I'm, I'm familiar uh, with Insomniac, yes. Just not, I'll take just, it. Uh, just not I'll the take title it. fuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Amnesia, we have Insomniac. <laughs> We've got a small uh, publisher, Electronic on, Arts. So <laughs> oh, yeah, you've heard of them. Thanks. All right, Crumple Yeast, what's your game? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I started playing Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Um, I dived at this mm. game last year, 
and it popped up on my random to-do list, so I figured I would give it a shot. Um, visually, it looks great. The free-running is a lot of fun. I enjoy like the platforming aspects of it. Uh, the combat in that game is one of the most horrendous things I've ever experienced in my life. It you're, you're like, really? you're like, it's, it's bad. Like you're, you're trying to free run and fight at the same time. And if you're not actively free running, like you take more damage and then the, uh, the enemies slowly get harder. Then they start shooting at you after a certain point in the game. And it's just, it, it is not, it is a platformer. It is not a, uh, a good combat game. The platforming is great. It feels good. Um, like that free running kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the combat is just not well executed. I, did you play the original Mirror's no, Edge? No, this is the first as well. Uh, yeah, th- and I thought this was like a prequel or a sequel. Um, I did not realize that this was like a reimagining of the original Mirror's Edge. Right. Um, and and what you're saying, I didn't play Catalyst Beyond the demo, but what you're saying kind of mirrors what my feeling was with the first one. Like the movement was uh, great mirrors. and all that, but the see we're just keeps going um but i thought the combat was really poorly executed and if it was easy to avoid all the combat that wouldn't matter but i didn't find it easy to avoid the combat at least no, it is diff- from what i understand the original mirror's edge it was like mission based like it wasn't an open world catalyst was turned into an open that's world correct game. yeah so you could be running along like i was just having fun running along just enjoying the view because i think the visuals are i mean it's an older game it came out in like what 2016 it's an older game, but like visually, it looks really good. So you run along the, the rooftops, and then you just plop down, and there's a bunch of enemies there, and then just you, it, there's no like hesitation; they just immediately just start beating on you. So it took a lot of the fun out. Yeah. I think it, I'll uh, stick with it. I don't think there's any reason to not. I'm sure the longer I play it, the better it'll get, or the better I'll get anyway at either avoiding combat or doing the combat. But uh, as of right now, it is uh, <laughs> it is not a good time. Well, that's disappointing. Just the combat, though. I think it's a great game. I think it's a lot of fun. Does it still stick with... I imagine it does, because it's sort of the game, but the real stark color scheme, where it's, it's very white, light colors, but places where you can uh, do your sort of parkour stuff are marked in red. Yeah, the, Is the, that still yeah, more or less the design? The, the runner's vision. You can turn it off. Like, if you just want to just run, just for the sake of running... You can have that actively like turned off, or you can turn it on, and it you okay. can set like trackers on the map to go to like the next mission, or like a collectible, or a time trial, or whatever you're trying to do. Um, and it'll show you like the quickest route, or it'll show you a route to get you to where you're trying to go. Well, that's cool because, like you said, the first one was they were linear levels pretty much, so uh, you didn't get that sense of like it was still cool to run around, but you didn't really get that sense of wow, I could use this to take me anywhere where you would get that in an open world environment. Now, playing this, I can't imagine going back to where like it's more limited, like where you don't have that open world. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the problems about starting later or starting titles that came out later is like going backwards is a lot harder than starting with like the old clunky stuff or even just not as open stuff and then moving forward into the more open stuff's a little bit easier. Mhm. But I know I know you said you pick this up again for random to-do list but how, how are you feeling about the achievements so far um well it's a it's a three ratio for the game um you get some for just progression through the story um uh, faith the main character has upgrades so there's ones for getting upgrades but some of them 
it's you have to perform specific parkour. Like that's the description. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like shift, wall run, jump, coil, skill roll, shift. Like you have to perform those in sequence. And from what I've read so far, there's like specific spots around the map where it's easiest to do that. Uh, but that seems where mm-hmm. most of like the actual TA um, comes from is those specific uh, parkour sequences. Other than that's a lot of collectibles. There are no missables in it. You can go back and do chapter select for specific missions because there's collectibles within missions, but you can go back um, and replay the missions to get those so there's at least no missables in the game. Uh, if you enjoy if you enjoy free-running, open-world uh, type of games, a little bit of a collect-a-thon, um, I mean, it's on EA Play. It's on uh, it's in Game Pass. There you go. I wonder if that contributes to the higher ratio. Just anything on Game Pass gets a little bump at least. does look completable about 25 to 30 hours or so. All right, that was a Mirror's Edge Catalyst, correct? Yes. All righty. Hey, Michelle, what game you got for us? I had a really exciting game to talk about. Go for it. But I don't, actually. So I'm going to oh. take take one sidestep real quick and just finish up my uh, trilogy of Aiden Chronicles updates. I finished the game the the main story i have three more achievements to get just to wrap it up and that'll take me a couple minutes nice and just one piece about it if, if anyone listening is familiar with the sui code and games one of the things that made those games super great was that it wasn't just about the interpersonal dramas between the characters there was always this big overarching storyline about sort of the things going on between different empires and whatnot and sort of the political machinations of the world and aiden chronicle rising has very little story in it but the last like 10% of the game suddenly introduced some and then it ended. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh man, I was just starting to get like interested and invested. And then I remembered, wait, wait, this is basically a demo for the thing coming out in like a year and a half. So I enjoyed it when all was said and done. Pretty easy completion if anyone's interested in playing it. It's it's pretty like you're you can't miss anything. You can go through and play it naturally and just sort of enjoy the ride and then go clean stuff up. Again, enjoyed my time with Aiden Chronicles, and this is the last time I'll bring it up until the full game comes up out sometime next year so my real oh, game show always bring game. it up well, what was your uh, hour count mm-hmm. uh my hour count wound up being 35 ta says it's 15 to 20 i think which is probably fair there there i don't want to get too into the weeds about it but there are ways you can make certain things go faster like especially level grinding because you can consume certain foods that give you permanent stat buffs and that'll make that stuff happen more quickly. And I just spent a lot of time kind of going back and forth and and picking up every little detail and, and grinding for stuff because I was just enjoying the ride. So I think 15 to 20 is maybe even a little short. 20, 25 is probably fair, but uh, it took me a little longer and, and that was fine. So what I really came here to talk about tonight was another Xbox 360 non-backwards compatible title which I know everyone's super excited to hear about. I spent a lot of time over the last weekend playing Pictionary Ultimate Edition. So this has the extra layer of needing you to use some outside peripheral in order to play it. And that would be the UDraw tablet. And I had played Pictionary some time ago. Uh, the, the UDraw tablet only worked with three games, the UDraw Studio Instant Artist that came with it, the Marvel Superhero Comic Squad. Is that right, Elle? I know you played it too. Something like that. Okay. Yes. And then Pictionary. Now, on the surface, this isn't a bad idea. Using a drawing tablet for Pictionary goes well. 
the issue with the tablet and I so Elle, I know you you've played this Nate Umble, did you have any experience using the UDraw tablet? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, I didn't think you did. I have one, but no, no experience with it yet. Okay. So one thing you should be aware of before you uh, use it, if you ever choose to, is that thing kills batteries. Meaning if you use rechargeable batteries, don't bother putting them in your UDraw tablet because it will not work. They will die immediately. Go buy some regular fresh batteries and then it will be fine. That said, the biggest problem with the UDraw tablet is that it's... (sighs) I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. So on the grid of the UDraw tablet, when you press the center of the tablet, that's where you're pointing on the screen. Now, if you use a mouse, you can move that mouse around and that'll be the center of the screen and it kind of knows to draw from that point. But with the UDraw tablet, that space that's eight inches over on the right and 11 inches up, like you have to tap directly there. So it's a little counter to how we're used to navigating things, which makes it sort of a pain. And you cannot navigate menus in UDraw games with the controller, or in, in Pictionary at least, with the controller bits that are factored into the tablet. You have to use the pen. So it's really annoying to navigate those spaces. Pictionary itself is fine. People like Pictionary, but the way that it's designed for the 360 is it's like you're on your uh, your honor to play it. So you're supposed to kind of like close your eyes when the clue is revealed and, and you know, pretend like you didn't see what was going on. So it's kind of, it feels old, which I know is a strange thing to say because it is. But if this game were coming out today, it would be primed through a website and we would all get a room code and you draw on your on your phone and we'd call it Drawful. This is unfortunately not that clever or interesting, but it is a relatively easy completion. So that's all I was playing it for pretty much. It was drawn for my better completions matter random game. I wanted to wrap it up. If anyone does choose to play it, everything in the game is completable and it's not super expensive to access, but it's not downloadable. You would have to go get a physical copy and you would have to get the UDraw tablet that's necessary to play the game. It takes about eight to 10 hours if you're starting from scratch, the longest achievements playing 50 games. And if you look at the solutions on TA, there are ways to alter the settings to make that go relatively quickly. And there's actually a good walkthrough on TA for the game as well. So you can streamline the process. Uh, There's a lot of uh, achievements that are depending on the different uh, game types. So there'll be a game type like, upside down where if you try to draw upwards you're drawing down and left is right and right is left and so on or dots only where the lines you draw are just dots and again there are ways to manipulate that but you're going to have to play a few games anyway so it might be better to just play them the other achievement that's annoying is one for landing on these megamania squares which appear in one of the three game modes and there are ways to manipulate that as well so that it doesn't take a terribly long time all of this is to say that Pictionary wasn't very good, but I did some, spend some time with it. Totally completable. If you can get the UDraw tablet, don't go out of your way for it. At least the comic book game was kind of cute. <laughs> if you're going to go find a, uh, uh, if you're going to go find a UDraw tablet and try to play those games, but unless you have a sense of really needing to p- complete a whole bunch of 360 backlog stuff, no reason to go out and seek this out. But if it is in your backlog and you haven't completed it, totally doable. Give it a couple hours of your time. You'll get it done in no time. All right. Very 360-centric podcast this week. So that was uh, Pictionary for the UDraw on the 360. 
now I have some news articles to discuss. Uh, first one that only I would care about, but maybe some others. The game Retromania Wrestling got a patch finally. After about nine months or more of uh, a broken achievement in which the All Achievements achievement did not work. Uh, this actually broke while the game was out. So if you had it started, it it broke for you. If you hadn't started it, it worked for people after the patch. So, um, But now what they did was they just changed the achievement entirely. So they all, uh, the achievement for unlocking all the other achievements was now changed to completing the 10 pounds of gold mode, which is basically the story mode, with all the wrestlers. Now, there was originally one for getting it done with five wrestlers. So now it's more like, like 20. So the bad news is, is that it didn't just auto-pop for people like everyone thought it would. The good news is, if you're enjoying the game, is that it forces you to play with everyone and get your money's worth. How about that? So it doesn't bother me, but I could see how it bothers others. Uh, so that is a 200-point achievement that is now fixed. So on TA, I think you can get rid of that uh, partly discontinued unobtainable flag for that one now. Should be good to go. The other bit of news that came out while we were recording is that Super Bomberman R Online is closing down its servers in December. Um, not to be confused with Super Bomberman R without the online, which is about 5,000 hours. This one is about one to two hours. I believe if you find the right people and find some, some friends to, to boost with. Uh, we're talking about it in our Discord right now under the Server Closures channel, so head in there when you listen to this. Uh, Fug just brought up a list of people that uh, we all played with about a year ago. It was like 15 or 20 of us in the community that all got together and got this done. Uh, the game is free, so you could still download it. But they're discontinuing the sale of the credits, which you might need. I think Anigo, Montoya, and maybe a couple of others bought... I guess the rights to a private server so you can knock things out easy, easily. Might have been 5 or $10. Uh, yeah, but uh, it'll be sad to see that go. Fun little boost. All right. It is time for sales. Uh, Michelle, looks like you're first up. It does look like I'm first up. And I totally did not write this down. I'm sure a certain moose did, but I am going to talk to you about it. Radical sure. Rabbit Stew is on sale this week for si for $4, down from 16 It is a puzzle game. As I just said, I didn't write this down, but I did a little looking real quick. It seems to be a little tricky. It is worth 3,000 TA for its 1,000 gamer score. It has not been tracked by a whole lot of people. Uh, Radical Rabbit Stew did come out almost two years ago at this point and only has 300 tracked gamers. So sometimes it's a little hard to tell if the game's really as difficult as the TA ratio suggests. There are a couple of achievements to be aware of, though, just in terms of achievement type, if that's not your thing. There is a play through the game without dying achievement, which I know sometimes turns people off. And there's also a play through the game in under two hours. No, wait, a play through the game in under one hour achievement as well. So if you don't really like time-based achievements, that might be a little bit off-putting to you. It does look like there's also uh, a missable for beating a character with no damage. So this looks tough in that way. But if the whole game can be beaten under one hour, I guess it's not a super huge time investment. Uh, they, unfortunately, there have not been enough time estimates to actually have an estimate posted on TA. 
So I'm going to turn this over to the certain moose that might have added this to my list. Um, do you know anything further about the gameplay style of the game? Like what kind of puzzler this is? Sure. <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a game where you are a chef, I think, or a cook or something. You are in fact a chef. And uh, you're... you're yeah, you're, oh, have you played I, this? That, that, I know that is on my list, and it is it is quite difficult. It uh, definitely deserves that. that oh, is it? It's, it's it's rough. Okay. It looks fun to me, though. Uh, well, what about it looks fun? <clears throat> just the gameplay. So you're gonna you're gonna run around. It's it's akin to the game type. Is it snood? I think where you push oh, rocks, man. and and they will they will go until they hit something, and then they'll stop. Um, it's like that. But with rabbits that move. So <laughs> the rabbit snood was like a match three. Hmm, maybe it's not snood then, but there, there was a game where there were two what? different colored, uh, like ovals and you would, uh, or a series of them on a board. And then there would be like gray spots, which would just be like immovable rocks. And you, you were tasked with knocking the, uh, <clears throat> the, the ovals into either a hole or off the board or something like that. Uh, and, and they would basically just keep going in a direction until they stopped or until they flew off the board. It's kind of like this, but you are dealing with rabbits and these rabbits are moving in a set pattern. I think typically just in, you know, up and down or left and right over a series of squares. Um, <clears throat> you then have, uh, there's also terrain. So like you can move fast on regular terrain, you move a little bit slower on water. I'm just, I'm just gleaning all this from a gameplay video. Uh, and what you do is you smack the rabbit, and the rabbit goes in the direction that you're smacking them. Um, there are bumper pads. So sometimes uh, you know you, you hit them up, and they'll you know hit a bumper pad, go right down left. And your goal is to knock the rabbit into a stew pot. <laughs> when you do that, the stew pot takes off, and that rabbit is off the board, as is the stew pot. Uh, so it it becomes a a lot. So it's a logic game mixed with. Uh, some <clears throat> some twitch skills, so you do have to have plan. Okay, I'm going to do this rabbit, and I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to smack him when he comes bouncing around. Um, so it, you know, it, it looked fun to me. I, you know, I liked the gameplay. I thought maybe you'd be interested in it. I did not know that it was going to be so difficult. I can tell you that the first person to complete it is Sangria, so I'm betting there's a video <laughs> somewhere on the internet where he talks about this and possibly uh, walks you through it. Sounds good. Well, for four dollars, yeah. uh, you know, puzzle game, I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, the recommendation. I think, I think Snood was like Puzzle Bubble. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it's not so much a match three, but right. That's exactly. You'd have different shaped little faces and you'd have to make at least a set of three for them to pop and go away and you try to clear the board. But I I, th I get what you mean, though, in, in your description, Koosh. And the only other thing I would say is Rayman Origins is on sale again. If you don't have it by this point, I'm not sure why you don't have it at this point. It's been available a lot, but it is amazing. And if you don't, it's $5 right now. So give that a look if it is something you have somehow managed to not have in your games library. Yes, always. Mr. Umple, your turn. All right. So, uh, Lego The Hobbit is $5 down from 20 I believe that's the first open-world Lego game, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the first one where you actually have, like, a full world to explore, like, between levels. Uh, that sounds right. Uh, it's one of the few Lego games I've completed, and it's one of the few Lego games I've actually enjoyed. Um, I'm, looks like I have the, <laughs> one of the, uh, the most expensive ones on here. Uh, the Far Cry Anthology Bundle is $50, down from 150 and that gets you the uh, Far Cry 3, like the remaster 
four, five, and six. So four games, fifty dollars. And if you've never gotten into the Far Cry series, which I highly recommend, um, that's uh, a good way to get into it. That's cool. Yeah, I think Lego Marvel came first, and that was open world. In, they had like the hub in between. Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, this is like the full, um, like Middle Earth. Like you can like, it's not you like a hub. Holes. It's like it's a full like actual like map uh, you can run around on. There's like side missions and stuff you could do. That's cool. That's pretty cool. I I see some uh, chili dog games on sale. Uh, Pukan Bye Bye, <laughs> which is. Not very good, but there's some cheats so you can get it done instantly. And there's uh, the Whiskey Mafia game. I liked uh, the other one. I was looking for this Leo's Family to be on sale. It's only a dollar off, though, so $4, 3 bucks for some easy games. You can get those done. Old Man's Journey is on sale, but it's only 33% off. That was really fun. Had the uh, achievement to attach the tracks and stuff. It was a good PC game. It's a good uh, play anywhere title. Old Man's Journey, six sixty nine, thirty three percent off. All right, we're gonna go with the, to the man with the tabs, Kushmos. All right, so uh, it's sad that Kenny's not here. However, he will be surprised to learn that Cotton Games' new game bundle is four dollars down from. I'm sorry, four dollars and eighty cents down from twelve. This is a point and click uh, game series. We won't talk about what games are included. Well, I guess we should for everybody else. Um, it's <laughs> it's Mr. Pumpkin uh, 2 and Rain City, uh, which I don't know anything about Rain City, but I know what Mr. Pumpkin was like. Uh, these are both one to two hour completions, and I'm sure there are guides uh, somewhere on the internet, if not on TA, um, because these games, uh, yeah, they're a little obtuse, um, <laughs> but you can get through them. They're not bad. They're cheap. It's cheap. So check it out. Uh, Kenny, just buy it. Uh, next up, Asterix and Obelix, XXL3, the Crystalman here. This is uh, $9 down from $30. It's, you can mispronounce it as much as you want for $9. It's a beat-em-up. Uh, it's 15 to 20 hours. It looks good. The, uh, the art is great. The, uh, the combat looks fluid. Uh, it seems like it might be a little annoying with all the call-outs and, and flavor uh, text that they uh, you know that they've recorded, but it does look like a quality uh, beat em up. And if you're looking for another one, it's a good price. Uh, next up, Lego City Undercover, six dollars down from thirty. This is a forty to fifty hour time investment. Um, this is the first Lego game in a very long time. Uh, maybe, mm, well, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say maybe. Uh, the first Lego game not based on another property. So this was Lego just coming up with their own storyline, um, brand new. It's not based on anything. People have said it's like GTA. It's similar to GTA in terms of like the side missions and all that stuff. But of course, it's Lego friendly uh, and kid appropriate, I'm sure. Uh, next up and last up, Solo Islands of the Heart, $4 down from 20 It's two to three hours. This is a puzzle adventure. It definitely looks kid safe. Does not look very complicated. Uh, it, it, to me, it's got a good art style and looks like a pretty, pretty good way to spend two to three hours. Okay. Sounds cool. All right. We got very lucky today. Um, we got both the games with gold and game pass announcements that we were not podcasted. They came later than usual due to the Memorial day holiday. We'll start with games with gold available June 1st, even colony. 
uh, for the Xbox One. And Project High Rise Architects Edition is available June 16th. What do these games have in common? Simulation games. And with that, I'm out. <laughs> no, I don't know. Project High Rise, uh, Devin was saying it was it was a fun game. It looks like you're doing skyscraper management and you can make them tall and and you can do the insides of the buildings too. And on the Xbox 360 side, we have a couple of classics. The aforementioned Super Meat Boy is available June 1st through the 15th. And Rascals, which is one we did not mention, uh, is June 16th through the 30th. That game had DLC, though, so maybe that'll be on sale. There's been some random DLCs on sale for some of these games, or even free showing up for... I think the stacking DLC is showing is free, and maybe some others. But uh, Rascals was a pretty solid four-player game. And in Game Pass news... We had quite the doozy June 1st for Honor Marching Fire Edition. Uh, June 2nd, we're going to have a Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So is that is that new or has this been available before? Ninja Gaiden. I think these are the old games. Yeah, I don't see a, an entry on Previously PA for a Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. I wonder. Well, that... Those games are known to be very difficult, but very good. Might be worth checking out. Uh, June 7th, Assassin's Creed Origins is coming to Game Pass on June 7th. I believe there's going to be a, a frame rate update as well. Chorus, June 7th, as well as Disc Room. And last but not least, Space Lines from the Far Out, which I think is a co-op management game. Michelle was trying to get us to play this game. I was trying to get Kenny to play this game so he can carry us through it to be accurate. Oh. I guess we don't know how many players it is yet, right? No. Looks like it takes place in the 1960s. So Nate should be playing this game. Uh, Umple, you want to read what's leaving Game Pass? It looks like uh, leaving June 15th, uh, Darkest Dungeon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, Readfall, Limbo, and Worms Rumble. Do you know what all five of those games have in common? Uh, you've completed them I've all. I've never played a single one. <laughs> Are you sensing a, a trend with me being here? <laughs> we still love you. Um, I remember when Limbo was first ported over, if you had bought the 360 version, I believe it was free for the one, so I don't know if that's still a thing. I don't believe so. I think that was for the first month or something like that. Hmm. Well, that one has the, uh, an achievement to die in uh, five times or less. So it's pretty infamous, but people that do it are pretty proud of themselves. What I believe you can do to make it a little easier is if you have more than one version of it, you practice on the one version and then you try to do it on the other version. All right. Random to-do list. There are new lists being drawn as we speak, and I am shaking with excitement. But in May, for some reason, a lot of people went crazy. We had eight full combos. Eight. And they were High Road Vitu was number one. 
Ahizo, NBA Kirkland, Vulgar Latin, MDP, Retro Chief, Angel SK, and Mark B. And Scavenger Mode is picking up steam. I believe in the top 25, 18 of those people are playing on Scavenger Mode. What that means is when you get your list of achievements to go for, you only have the games there, and you don't have the achievements to go for. But in the beginning of the month, you uh, there's a sheet you can work with to try to figure out which ones they can be, and that part of it is uh, as fun or sometimes more fun than actually playing the games. You can mess with the spreadsheets at work and try to figure out what's what. Uh, if you complete four games on your list, you can uh, earn a reroll. If you get 10 achievements, you can earn a reveal on your scavenger list. So you can get one given to you, which is fun because not only can you figure out which or what one of them is, but if you're strategic enough, that'll open up more possibilities of what other ones are. Uh, Kush, you joined the fun last month. What happened to you? Uh, what happened to me is that uh, I, didn't care. I didn't care what was going away. Uh, in Game Pass for the last oh. half of the month, so my time my time was not spent there. So I was able to uh, focus on other things. Oh. And, uh, I decided to put that towards uh, RTDL. So, oh, I thought you were going after somebody. Well, Maybe somebody called me out. Uh, yeah, the, <clears throat> and so I just I said, okay, well, I'm going to go a little bit harder than I normally do, and that ended up being a lot harder than I normally do because my list was actually kind of interesting. So. Uh, now I have a bunch of cleanup to do, and my RTDL list this month doesn't look fantastic, and there's stuff going away in Game Pass, so I am not going to be hitting it very hard this time. Oh, so. who called you out? And, you know, we don't need to drop names. Really? This is a new Nate. All right. Oh, well, what Game Pass going away uh, are you going to be working on? Limbo. So I, uh, oh. I'm going to complete that. Uh, on PC first uh, and foremost, because I own the other two versions. So that's going to be my focus is knocking out the PC stack. And of course, once I get that oh. five uh, sub five death run, I'm going to want to just knock it out on the other two as quickly as I can. So hopefully I'll, I'll get the PC one at a minimal. Well, well good and luck then, with that. You yeah. should uh, stream yourself doing that uh, on all three at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the I'm also <laughs> going to be taking a look at that Dark Alliance horrible poop fest of a game um, because because I started it and poop so I'm going to try to get a little bit more out of it. It's not a great game, um, and I'm going to try to you know get a little bit more out of it before it's gone. I'm not going to complete it, but okay, all right. It is time for Red Camp. Michelle, you're up first. So in completions, we have Magical Mars with. 100 completed games. Quantum Gray 17 has reached 150 completed games. Logic Slayer has reached 300 completed games. Dub D23 at 450 completed games. And Mike Pitch has just hit 800 completed games. Congratulations, everyone. In ratio, which we're probably going to drop because nobody's doing anything. Uh, nobody <laughs> did anything. In streaks, we have Desert Fox 0420. What? That's an interesting number. Uh, currently on a 50-day achievement win streak. Luke 17,000 is currently on a 150-day achievement win streak. RPG Davy with 200 days. What the Fug with 300. Alicia with 400. Dynaman 87 with 550 days. Eldritch SS with 650 days. And Sincere Seeker 6 with 800 days. All right, Uncle, good luck. <laughs> I can read, I swear. Uh, in gamer score, uh, EMZ Fergie has reached two hundred thousand gamer score. 
Mephisto Roboto has reached 250,000. Boots Orion, uh, 400,000. Nom Stuff, 450,000. Umple Beast, hey, I know that guy. And uh, Elsock at 500,000. <laughs> what the Fug is at 850,000, along with Dude with the Face. Uh, Mike Pitch is at 900,000. Chewy on Ice hit 1 million gamer score, and Lucas1987 is at 2.4 million gamer score. All right. We have a lot to unpack there. First of all, congratulations on hitting 500,000. Thank you. Did you uh, hit that with anything in particular? Yeah, uh, I did um, Halfway There in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, nice. Good choice. Do you remember what that achievement entails? Uh, Finishing uh, half of the, the story. After breaking 500,000, there was another achievement I kind of wish I did it with. Uh, and That achievement name is Cabalin for performing the, the two fatalities with Cabal. Um, that was like the next one I locked. And looking back, I'm like, I kind of I wish I would have done that one instead. But you live and you learn. That's awesome. Did you remember what Chewie hit his million with? Um, um, I did know. It was something to do with killing a Wookiee. I'm, I'm pretty a- <laughs> sure. Wasn't it let the Wookiee win? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was called Don't Let the Wookiee Win. Don't Let the Wookiee Win. That's it. Yeah. That's what he was saying. He says, I literally killed myself for a million yeah. years. <laughs> and then he posted a fun screenshot in the uh, Bragcam channel. That was from uh, Star Wars Unleashed 2. Very That's appropriate. Pre- Very appropriate. That's pretty crazy. I, I don't think of Chewie as a high gamer score type of a player, but I guess he is. Mm-hmm. I miss his blog so I can see what he's playing. Blog on, Sir Chewie. Blog on. But congratulations. In leaderboards, Alicia is second in England TA leaderboard for Battle Royale. Casual Exiles in the top 10 of TA leaderboard for Metroidvania. Hatton 90 is in the top 200 of the England TA difference leaderboard for Sports. High Road V2 in the top 50 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Sports. It's Alive X is in the top 200 of the Ontario TA Leaderboard for Simulation. Jimbot UK is second in TA Leaderboard for Cycling. Uh, Logic Slayer is in the top 50 of the Florida Gamerscore Leaderboard. You going to catch up to him there? Uh, umple, umple? I'm going to need him to take a vacation. Give me like a, a solid week or so. <laughs> yeah, just a week? Just a week. Just give me a week. There's plenty of zits and rats laying around I can uh, get my hands on. All right. You got this. Luke 17,000 is in the top 500 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Management. Mental Knight is in the top 20 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Card and Board. RPG Davies in the third in the TA Leaderboard for Tennis. Interesting. Could use a good tennis RPG. Saban Rothschild is in the top five of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Strategy. Wild West 08 is in the top 1,000 of the TA Leaderboard for Management. And Aziz Jankan Monkeys is in the top 100 of the California TA Leaderboard for Role Playing. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. That was fun. I want to go play some old games now. All right. We have a Twitch. Don't forget to join us next week for our live show. Uh, next Tuesday, the first Tuesday of every month, is our live show. If you uh, follow and subscribe to us using your Amazon Prime account, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we do have a Twitter, do have a Patreon, and we do have a YouTube. But most importantly, 
as many of you well know, we are on Discord all the time. That's where we do giveaways. That's where we do community boosts. And it's where we share our uh, Wordle <laughs> success. <laughs> so it's very important that you join us there. Uncle, do you have anything you want to plug or anything going on with you? I have literally nothing to plug. I do not have a Twitch. I don't have a Twitter. I just have my uh, my Xbox profile. So if you feel like uh, boosting anything, Uncle Beast, U-M-P-L-E-B-E-A-S-T, uh, shoot me a message. Send this man... Send this man a friend request on all platforms. I'm down to boost anything. I'm boosting Medal of Honor Airborne right now with Vulgar, Ahizo, and Retro. So I'll, I'll put myself through just about anything. Wait, like right now while we're recording? No, like we're uh, <clears throat> normally it's Tuesdays. Oh. <laughs> Once a week we get together for like oh. three hours. So if I can play that garbage, I can play just about anything else you can <laughs> uh, send my way. So if I have it, I'll so play you chose also- us. You chose us over that. Yeah, they were kind of upset with me, I'm sure, but... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> also, just want to... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> shout out, uh, Uncle Beast knows a lot about Stardew Valley. And if you have questions about Stardew <coughs> Valley, you're going to want to ask Uncle, because he helped me out quite a lot when I was trying to figure out how to get situated with the game about midway through it. Oh, yeah, my God. I, I, I remember I, that was the first time we met yeah, him. It, he jumped into party and talked to you about that for like three hours. Yeah, we messaged back and forth you know, about you it. Know. And then she never spoke to me mm-hmm. ever again. So my advice was I got what bad. I needed and I was done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very good. Very, very helpful. I got my, my farm setting up as like a wine factory now. It's great. You're welcome for that. Ancient fruit all the way. Oh, well, thank you. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jordan, for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And once again, join us next week for our live show. And class is dismissed. Have a great day. Bye. So long. Bye.